right, everybody. So welcome back to the show. This is Progressives Abroad reporting live. Well, probably by the time you hear this, won't be live anymore, but recording live here in Oslo, Norway. And um, just picking up with a little bit of what happened uh, Super Tuesday and where do we go from here. So um, before Super Tuesday, uh, you may have remembered that in our last episode that we were talking about phone banking and how to get involved and uh, I did that and I think I gave a little bit of a report about what happened so if you want to know a little bit more about what happened during phone banking check out our last episode from a couple days ago um, but to say the least it was pretty difficult um, entertaining interesting to talk to people but very difficult I mean man we have a lot of work to do I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butter it up and sugarcoat it there's a lot of work to still do too which is the average person the average random person you call up on the phone are they aware that it is primaries are they aware who's running for candidate who are the candidates um are they aware where their polling places are i mean all of these things quite crucial and it's pretty amazing actually how little people are involved in politics so sometimes we sit here in our bubble you know um online or with our friends and we're talking a lot about politics and these kinds of things or maybe maybe i'm talking to you right now and you are one of those people that are maybe not so involved and i mean of course i wish everybody was involved and i wish m at least more people were more aware of the politics and the social uh needs of uh, the general population uh but uh we've got a lot of work to do because a lot of people are just unaware and this is unfortunate and this is of course a result of a lot of things i mean there's a lot of socioeconomic problems in our country all the inequality that keeps people stressed out that keeps people scattered that keeps people busy they have honestly no time to pay attention how can you really blame them you know and they only get a little bit of this and a little bit of that they get just from from the five minutes of news they watch a day or whatever they see on the headlines so i mean this is the problem you keep people busy you keep people stressed you keep people underfed uh unhealthy um uneducated with all these different stresses around them with the finances and drive to work and you know gotta feed the cat and gotta take care of my aging uh relatives and um uh parents and uh, family members or myself with health problems because I don't have a proper system that can assist in this situation and this all leads to um, a more distracted and uninformed general public and so try some phone banking I highly encourage it it is a way to um, get back in touch if you've been out to lunch for a little bit get back down to earth and you know get a good handle on the local situation which brings me to Super Tuesday. Whew. Well, right before Super Tuesday, right before, I mean, just just j right before, you know, Pete Buttigieg dropped out. Amy Klobuchar dropped out. Now, if you're, you know, if you're like me, you, you know, maybe there's a slight sigh of relief that you just don't have to, you know, listen to these people anymore. Um, but, uh, I did not really feel much relief because I had already this strong feeling like I knew it was going to happen, uh, rally behind the Biden 
and especially after his um, strong performance in South Carolina. And this is exactly what happened. Um, that being said, I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, I told you so, although I didn't tell you so because I didn't have this podcast yet. But I have been watching, and I know many other people have too, but I've been watching over, you know, the battle against the Bernie since 2015, right? But really, the strong kind of shift in strategy that appeared just about a year, maybe a little bit more than a year ago, when people were just starting to announce, polls were just starting to come out about who's going to run for Democratic uh, candidate. And I remember, I mean, does any I, I, anybody else remember this? I'm sure some of you out there remember this, that they were running biden in polls in the you know mainstream corporate establishment media polls months before biden was uh, announcing that he would run for president i think he didn't announce until middle april i think bernie uh announced the uh, middle of february so did elizabeth warren i think she might have been the one of the first actually announcing in uh, december 2018 and of course andrew yang <laughs> no longer with us but he announced all the way back i think in 2017 i remember first hearing about him but it was just so strange especially in the few months leading up to you know the biden uh announcement that the mainstream media was throwing him in the polls anyways up against all these other candidates like hmm, I don't know, a little suspicious, eh? Like he was some ghost kind of looming in a lot of the different polls, although he wasn't running. And I was, I thought at that point in time, very s interesting, very suspicious. What is the strategy we're working on here? And I mean, you could see what the strategy strategy was. They were already kind of field testing, you know, uh, crowd, what do they call it? Crowd, I, I don't have the right word for it right now, but crowd testing, testing the crowd, focus grouping kind of among the American people um would this biden fly and i'm not sure what happened in those you know behind closed door focus groups but for sure um you know you could see what was happening they have all these different candidates with all kind of similar talking points kind of similar thing you know you had so many and i mean it was really like across the board every different type of neoliberal uh like historically neoliberal democratic politicians from like all kinds of backgrounds all kinds of ethnicities all kinds of uh you know s social social um backgrounds um they were just kind of testing it out and i mean that's what we've seen over the past year with this primary we've seen you know people start off a bit more towards the bernie side because they know that's popular that's kind of like the the flavor the, the futuristic flavor of the democratic party right now um, especially for young people, but, uh, with, you know, people like, you know, when Pete Buttigieg first came out, he was all about Medicare for all. Um, when Elizabeth Warren jumped in the race, she was 100% about Medicare for all still kind of is, but kind of on the edge and not until four years, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Um, Right, you had uh, all these people that we were field testing. The moderate who is about Medicare for all. The moderate who's definitely not. You can find that in Amy Klobuchar. Um, you had the you know 
all the different ethnicities uh the we've had uh, you know the women the the younger women the older women the middle-aged uh african-american we got the you know lgbt moderate we got everybody who was in the race and slowly but surely they were all being kind of field tested now i'm not sure if the original choice i mean i'm not sure if the final destination was biden i think maybe at first the final destination may have been biden but then probably i mean this is of course my observations i have not too much to back this up on um at least uh, empirically but for just what it seems to me they were testing out all these different candidates with kind of a mishmash of a lot of the same kind of ideologies and um you know mostly centrist and moderate plat uh, platforms and then, you know, one by one, kind of started dropping off. Okay, our strategists say no more. Strategists say no more. No more Cory Booker. No more Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure how far I win or who else is in on it. But, I mean, definitely here in this past couple of days, we've seen Klobuchar, Buttigieg, rally behind Biden. Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, Biden... Uh, one uh, uh majority of the states bernie still won pretty strong and definitely i mean won hard in california so the race is still pretty tight when it comes to delegates um but uh you know we're only left pretty much with elizabeth warren who at this point also kind of you know continually i'm always i've been continually skeptic of elizabeth warren especially over the past <coughs> year and regarding some of her previous history in politics uh, but, um, I mean, she's still in there kind of, I, I think kind of take, taking away from some of the Bernie vote, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm Elizabeth Warren's a mixed bag and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens any moment now. I mean, I just checked the news a few minutes ago and I mean, she is, uh, her campaign is spending all Wednesday today considering what to do and where the future goes. So I think this is really going to be also like a turning point for <coughs> Elizabeth Warren because uh, could be a could be the final nail in the coffin of her pseudo progressive, um, seemingly pseudo progressive uh, position on things. Will she go fully towards the Biden side? Kind of similar like what she did in 2016 by, um, you know, kind of lockstepping behind uh, Hillary Clinton? Or has there been maybe some kind of reconciliation between her and Bernie's side? I mean, could they make some kind of uh, strategic move to perhaps bring Warren in and, uh, you know, get her up in the administration afterwards i mean because that's what it seems like at this point i hate to sound like all this comes down to strategy but to me it seems like you know everybody wants to get up in that white house everybody wants to get in that cabinet so that's what we see happening with biden right now is i mean all of these moderate centrist democrats kind of <coughs> all just merged together and coagulated and became this one big uh melted together just steaming pile of neoliberal anybody but bernie you know toilet waste 
And I mean, what's crazy about this is I think at the end of the day, this all comes down to one big bet. And that big bet, by you know, the DNC and the <coughs> centrist, moderate Democrats is that that big bet is that Trump is so scary that people are going to come out and vote in fear. That's what they're betting. I mean, we've seen this in 2016. And, I mean, although Hillary did win, I think by the end, about 3 million more votes than Trump in the popular vote. That should have been a landslide. I mean, if Trump is really that scary, and he is scary. I mean, closing, you know, the borders to uh, Muslims immigrants and children in cages you know terrible environmental policy i mean the list goes on and on not to not to mention just being a you know disgusting human being i mean hillary should have curb stomped donald trump i mean uh, i'm not i had to i had to hold my nose and vote for hillary in the last election too but i mean if he really was as bad as not as bad. I mean, he's as bad, but is he really as scary to people that the Democratic par uh, Party uh, pretty much rigged the election and put all their chips on Hillary? And they think they're going to pull that off again. I am really not so confident in that. And I'm not sure that's going to be a successful move this time again, especially after so many people who are looking for something different. Even at this point in time, they're not looking for Trump. They're not looking uh, for another centrist Democrat, but they're looking for somebody like Bernie or something else. I mean, I'm then I'm not sure those people are going to come out to the polls and just vote uh, blue no matter who. I'm not confident of that. I mean, it's, I mean, Trump, of course, is scary. Uh, disgusting, um, fasci fascist, um, you know, anti-immigrant, you know, racist, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, he's terrible for the country and the world. But to revert back to old Joe, not old, but I mean old Joe, like, you know, good old Joe. And that kind of government that kind of neoliberal like slow incremental it's not even incremental change it's like incremental downward spiral into the abyss of nothingness Whew. i mean i don't know I'm, I'm i'm just saying get out there and phone break for bernie <laughs> get out there and do whatever you can um get that man elected and also down ballot getting all the other progressive candidates um elected in your local elections because i mean the one thing on the upside that all of this kind of weird what seems like a lot of smoky backroom deals going on on the moderate democrat side everybody kind of rallying and this kind of you know, Hydra, like eight-headed beast or whatever you want to call it, uh, that seems like becoming Joe Biden. And I mean, 
I mean, one thing that we can know from this is that they are afraid of Bernie big time. And they're not even just Bernie, but they're afraid of the movement behind him and what will come in the future. I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point in time, these Democrats that are supposedly on the Democratic, these Democrats who are supposedly so Democratic, I'm quite sure that for them and their pocketbooks and their donors, it's safer to have a Trump president than a Bernie or Bernie-style president. They're afraid, and they're afraid of the movement and all the other people that are going to come behind that in the in the in down ballot, local elections, state elections, and further candidates in the future. Um, and it shows how much even more than they're afraid of just these candidates, how afraid they are of the American people to get what they need. Healthcare, education, a better environment, you know, uh, save the environment. We're in climate catastrophe, better infrastructure. All these things that would help the American people live better lives, live healthier lives, become more knowledgeable and more informed decision makers in the ballot box and in life. So, yeah. And when you put it like that, yeah, it actually sounds like a pretty terrifying uh, <laughs> future for your average corporate politician. So, yeah, that's what they're afraid of. So what now? So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what Warren does. And, I mean, I think what we're going to see from this new kind of uh, gang of friends that is uh, rallying and conglomerating behind joe biden is it's going to be interesting i mean this is an interesting strategy that started quite a long time ago, over a year ago i think with the original polling uh ghost polling let's call it and uh, i think he, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you know all of this all this is the strategy of the democrats uh, the moderate democrats so far all of these different campaigns that have been going on the booty judge the klobuchar all these people they've all been just rallying for each other and now they've found their their trojan horse which is the biden and they're going to be campaigning all over it so all of that all that booty judge all that klobuchar all of that stuff has all been for this candidate and that's a lot of man that's a lot of support that's a lot of advertising and they may as may i very well continue doing that i mean i don't know what else they have to do what is what is what does booty judge else have to do than campaign for biden and who knows maybe ends up vp or something like that shall be interesting um if they do it's suit still i think too soon to to tell and worry about you know what it's good to start thinking about what will happen at the convention but i mean in the saddest saddest case scenario you know we could imagine you know all of these people that promised cabinet positions and they try to go for the brokerage convention and then blow bernie some crumbs say oh yeah take this little position in there and bring your voters in and oof. let's scrap that for now i don't even want to think about it, it sounds very depressing <laughs> get out there phone bank share this please if you can share this podcast we want to get this word out to more people we've got more interviews coming out soon um we just got to get the word out we got to get that health care we got to get that strong environmental policy. We got to get that new infrastructure. We got to get that education. We got to create healthy, wise people. Not just in our country, but all around the world. And um, 
I mean, this is it. Climate got 10 years. A lot of people who are sick won't even be around for that then. But a lot of people will be. Um, so thanks for listening. Keep on doing what you can to get the people what they need. Please let us know what you think in the comments below. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Uh, sorry about our Instagram right now. It's been shut down for some mysterious reason. Please give us a shout. Progressives Abroad. Over and out. <laughs> Thank you.